0: Welcome to the Insights Podcast by UNSW Law Society. Before we begin, the production team would like to begin by acknowledging the Gadigal people, the traditional custodians of the land on which this podcast is made, and pay respects to their elders past, present and emerging. we are the podcasting directors of 2023 so we'll start off by introducing ourselves um, our degree as well as a fun fact so i'm chelsea i'm in my third year studying commerce and law um a fun fact about me is that i'm learning to drive a manual car yep so i'm eva i'm in my third year as well studying economics and law
1: Um, a fun fact about me is that i was born in this place called sim martin
2: and I am Aiden. I study commerce and law in my third year. And a fun fact about me is that I was born on an airplane.
0: Thank you, guys. Um, so as our first podcast of the year, we're going to start off with a bang. We've received questions from students on Instagram and we've spiced it up ourselves with some questions that we wrote. So let's get straight into the series questions. Do you put on your left sock first or your right sock first? I think I put on my left sock
1: first because i don't know like i feel like that's something i would do so hmm.
2: i'm actually on the other end um if it ain't right it ain't right that's uh kind of a life model i live by so i'm very firm on the right sock on first kind of team
0: well what about you chelsea um i personally put both on at the same time interesting Splendid. yeah <laughs> All right, so moving on, we have some general questions about Lawsoc. And so who we are, what we do. So first one off to Aidan, who are we?
2: So Lawsoc is uh, the student representative body for all students who currently um, are doing a degree of law. What that means is that we provide um, events, talks, competitions to kind of develop you beyond your degree. So I think that sums up pretty much what law Sock does.
0: Yeah, yeah, perfect. All right, then next question to Eva. What law Sock events were the most memorable for you?
1: There were quite a lot, I think, but I think the main two were definitely what well, are definitely P mentoring back in first year because that's where I met my great friend Chelsea, and definitely the law party towards the end of the year. Yeah. I do remember
2: that. I do remember yeah. that. was a good time yeah that was a good time yeah
1: so
0: if there is a law party the end of this year you guys should all go because it was definitely very fun very memorable so our next question um it's a more general question for everyone why podcasting so i guess i'll start with my reasoning on why i decided to
1: pick podcasting um so for me i actually like to listen to podcasts every now and then so in fact i actually subscribe to a few podcasts as well. Um, and I guess when I saw that Law Talk was having this thing where they are doing podcasting episodes for law students, I was actually very interested because I feel like if there was podcasting episodes when I was in first year, it would have been very helpful. Yeah, so that's why I decided to be podcasting.
0: Mm.
2: I think uh, for me, this is actually my second year in podcasting. And I think in the first year, it was very kind of a last minute decision. But I fell in love with kind of the research. And I got to realize that from speaking to all the lawyers who came on as guests in the show that uh, law isn't very stagnant. Um, There are a lot of like kind of career progression paths and prior to what I used to believe where you just do corporate law or criminal law, um, there's a lot of nuance in terms of career progression. I guess I would have never realized that unless I talked to people and I guess I want to do that again.
0: Okay, I guess for me, I'm very similar to Eva, so I didn't really know much about podcasting. So I recently got into podcasting because of suburb talks that I've been listening to. Um, And yeah, I just found it very entertaining. And then I guess joining Lawsock, it is a good mix of um, kind of like law information as well as entertainment. So I think that is a very good kind of like balance between um, professional and uni life. Yeah.
2: Thanks. Yeah. Well, guys, that was some pretty heavy stuff. Um, How about we kind of break the ice with some personal questions? So the first one is, uh, would you rather fight one horse-sized duck or 100 duck-sized horses? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) What do you guys think about that?
0: I
1: I think I would rather fight hmm, probably a one-horse-sized duck. Because it's one thing. Really? And I think very it's very Aww.
2: easy very to fight
0: a
1: one horse sized duck. Yeah. That's actually very
0: Aww. interesting. I think I would choose the opposite. I would choose a hundred duck sized horses. Why? Because what if what if I get permanently like injured mm. by the one? Okay, horse but Okay, duck? but that, how scary is it to be
1: chased by a hundred duck-sized horses no, but ducks can get yeah. pretty aggressive i used to think fighting 100 duck-sized horses are easier than um one horse-sized duck but recently the more i think about it the more i'm like maybe one horse-sized duck is easier because you're just fighting one thing and but, i can like isn't it harder but no, no
2: but a duck-sized horse is basically a rabbit if you think about it because a rabbit mm. is like duck size and, it's and like, it's, even it's though strong, it takes like a, a very horse. long
0: time because it's a hundred but like they but they run fast
1: but they're not. No, but all ducks in are also one. fast. Yeah, but I can grab its like legs or something.
2: No, like, but they're big. They they're they're big. actually attack oh, that's you. That's
0: true. It's like huge. Well, this a yeah. hundred mm. duck size. Guys, so this is what law
1: students do to you. Excellent, one, excellent. One.
2: Oh, this is deep. This is a thinker. Would you rather have no money or no love? Mm. Mm. Let's sit on that for a while. For me? I think. Okay, oh, no, no you, you go first.
1: Um, okay, so I enjoy reading books every now and then. So I've actually started reading this, well, I finished this book and I actually recommended it to Aiden. It's this book called Tuesday with Maury. And I guess the entire book was talking about why, not the entire book, but one of the chapters was talking about why we need love and how money is all like materialistic. So for me, after reading that book, um, I guess I'm leaning more towards no money because I feel like money is something that you can earn. It's easy to earn money, but it wouldn't be easy to earn, I guess, have love or collect love if you lose them or if you don't have love. Yeah. Very interesting. Mm.
0: Yeah, no. I when I when I first heard this question, I was gonna say I can't live without money, <laughs> but your words have inspired me. No, definitely. Um, yeah, I, I would I would choose the same. Huh. What Personally, about
2: you? as someone right now with no money and no <laughs> love, I think of it in terms of what I want to change the most, and I think. I want to get my money up first because um, a lot of my friends who are dating, the kind of common consensus is having a boyfriend, having a girlfriend is super expensive. Um, that's kind of what I've heard a lot. Um, whether it's true, you know, I'll let you know. But I definitely think that you gotta get your, you gotta get your finances in order first before you find a significant other. And that's all we have for our personal questions today. Um, I pass it off to Eva to
1: talk about the questions we got from our Instagram. Um, Our first question, it was two questions, but I'm gonna make it into one. How do you make friends and how do you stay close with friends from high school? So make friends at uni and then stay close with friends that you have from high school.
0: Mm. Mm. That's
2: a very good question to whoever asked that. Um, I think for me, in terms of high school friends, um, you come to realize you're only friends with some people because you see them, what, nine hours a day? I mm-hmm. forgot the the length of a school day. <laughs> that was um, one day.
0: Ten, 9 to three, <laughs> eight,
1: eight thirty, 7.
2: Yeah, seven, seven hours a day, five days a week. Um, definitely keep in touch with the people that you were close to in high school, um, but don't feel pressure to be close with everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, um, obviously everyone's busy. Everyone has their own life, so don't. If someone's distant, uh, don't cut them off straight away. Yeah. But if you can see they're not making an effort, and you're making too much of an effort. I guess don't kind of hold yourself back to just your high school friends and definitely look out and look for people in your cohort, people in your class, people you Mm -hmm. see at uni because who knows, they could become your close friends. So that's basically Mm. my my advice.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think adding on to that, I actually made a few close friends at uni,
0: these two included. (laughs) And I think adding on is also that in high school you would find you will find that some of your friends aren't going to the same unis. Mm-hmm. Like your timetables would change a lot or it wouldn't match up, especially like people from UCID and UNSW. Um, so I would say that for the people that you were close with and you do want to maintain that relationship, definitely find the time to actually go out, um, whether it's checking up on each other like once a month or so. Um, yeah. And I nice. guess in terms of uni friends... Um, definitely, in your first year, be be very social. Go to all the different types of events. Um, check out like the different societies for all your degrees. Um, yeah, I think that's where you actually find um, very close friends. Making friends at uni is very hard.
1: Um, I. I think I, I always say that I was very lucky to have met a, f- a lot of friends from uni. And that is mainly because I joined societies. I joined like law society, and I've also, I also joined actuarial society in first year. Um, and that's where I actually met most of my close friends from. So um, I definitely recommend joining subcommittee if the applications are still open. Um, and join peer mentoring programs that most most societies do have and definitely maybe go to first year camps. Yeah, so the second question for us is, how do you make notes for law?
2: Mm. Um, for me, I used to think the IRAC structure was only for, um, for some of the viewers at home who haven't uh, figured out what the IRAC structure is or haven't been taught. Uh, issue, rule, argument, and conclusion, I think. Yeah. Um, so that's normally how you write uh, problem questions, but if you think about it, you should write your notes to answer problem questions. I think the best way to approach notes in terms of like tracking down cases is IRAC, just boiling it down to the facts, the issues, the Mm -hmm. rule, what you learned and how this applies to um, a problem question or a mid-sem is the best way to kind of make notes, I reckon.
1: Yeah, I like to use OneNote during class to type out anything that the lecturer has said and then use Word or Google Doc to make my own notes. Yeah, for my reading and also after the lecture.
0: Yeah. Hmm. yeah, I'm pretty similar. So I think um, in my own times, uh, for my own notes, I would create a table, as what Eva said, um, with this different sections. I would say to note that it is pretty important to read the cases fully. So mm-hmm. don't read like online summaries, even though that, you know, we don't have the time. But um, yeah, I think that you learn a lot more about the nuances within the actual cases if you do read it. Um, and yeah, during class, I use Google Docs, so I would have my own notes and then have a separate doc for, um, class notes so that it's easier to look back and forth. So the next question is, how do you prevent burnout, but also grind for law? I, I think, um, to prevent burnout, um, I think you you would probably try and manage your time. So watch out for your time management. Um, if you know that you have things coming up, whether it is like assessments or you have certain social events coming up um, or work as well, Um, in advance try and block those times out so you see what's going to be ahead of you and um, also kind of reflect on like how much you can take yourself to see if you have a good balance between all your different aspects in life Um, and yeah yeah
1: Um, I think don't overestimate on how many things you can do especially in first year I know first year can be very exciting and you want to try a lot of new things because you are first year in university but don't overestimate on how many things you can do um, because that's I guess that's what I did in first year as well and um, kind of did get a little burnout but yeah um, definitely learned from that um, second thing is Pep, I got told that you should use Google Calendar towards the end of first year and that was the best tip ever mm-hmm. I started using Google Calendar the start of my second year and that was so good. Like I, you were able to time manage very well and at the same time, because you have so many things going on, especially with uni and extracurricular activities and maybe your part-time casual work, um, you don't know when you're free. So with Google Calendar, you can, you can time manage very well at the same time, study for whatever you need to study for. Yeah.
2: That's fair. Um, I think for me, it's not being afraid to rely on your friends. Um, If you can feel yourself burning out, this is a bit, um, this bit of advice is a bit 50-50, but um, don't be afraid to take kind of a week off. I understand that law and kind of adjusting to law is pretty difficult because there's a lot of pages they expect you to read in two days, three days. Um, If you can feel yourself burning out, maybe reach out to a friend, um, someone in your class, be like, hey, uh, you know, I'm a bit stressed this week. Could you please send me the notes? Um, Obviously, this is should be taken with a grain of salt because you let one week get away from you and then suddenly it's two weeks, two weeks and suddenly you're six weeks behind and you have the finals coming up and you don't know what to do. Um, But it's kind of being measured and kind of knowing your limits and relying on your friends. Um, Yeah, that's definitely my advice.
1: Yeah. So our last question for today is, do you have any tips for incoming law students?
2: For me, it's um, be open. Um, In first year, I suffered with a lot of imposter syndrome I was like, I don't deserve to be a law student. Um, Why am I even here? Uh, I don't deserve any of these opportunities. But I definitely think that a lot of people feel that way. And if you kind of get over that and realize, hey, maybe I am qualified, you know, maybe everyone's figuring things out just like I am and kind of going to do every opportunity, going to the talks, making an effort to do the competitions, making an effort to speak up in class. I think that's how you get the most out of a law degree. And that's how you separate yourself from other candidates. It's just being open and going after every opportunity that's there for you.
0: Yeah, um, I think I just wanted to say, and Aidan, you brought up before previously, it was about like falling behind at work. I think that um, like for first years especially, because because you're not used to the uni routine and everything, you have a lot of readings. So I guess an advice would be just to keep up on your readings, because for a lot of like my time, um, I would do the first couple of weeks and then fall behind. And then after, like, I don't know, towards the end of the semester, I'm like, oh my God, I'm so behind, like there's no point in catching up but um i think it's good to have that routine set in every week maybe you block out certain times that you do do your readings um and yeah yeah For me personally, going to first year,
1: a lot of the people around me did legal studies in year 12. I, on the other hand, did not do legal studies. So I was very scared like, oh, because I didn't do legal studies, I was probably going to fall behind or I'm not as good as them. But just know that everyone's probably going through the same thing as you. It is okay to maybe reach out if you are falling behind, for example, if you are stuck. Um, And the second thing is... Join societies, join subcommittees committees and just go out there. Be, um, everyone's on the same boat as you. Everyone's kind of scared to make friends. They're all, you know, first year trying to make friends. So, yeah, like talk to the person next to you in law class. Maybe talk to the person that you're waiting outside your law lecture with um, because that could be your best friend, your long friend for a while, for a long time, after, even after law yeah. school. Facts. Yeah. 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 Well, so that's it for today's episode. Um, we hope that you guys enjoyed our first episode. Um, yeah.
2: And if you liked it, um, follow us on Spotify, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, um, and even LinkedIn if you're... If LinkedIn, <laughs> you can find us on LinkedIn. If you can find us on LinkedIn. All right. All
0: right.
1: Yeah. Let's...
2: Podcasting. Out. <laughs>